The inaugural episode of 2020, a new decade, Johnny. We're doing it. Let's talk about that. What a wonderful time to be alive for a few more minutes. Oh, my goodness. The world does feel like it's sort of going up We're in flames. We're teetering on the edge of global whatever. It's whatever. So there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. There's uh, movement in the Middle East. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's one way to put it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, actually, things are... I mean, I know we have fun on this podcast. Not anymore. But yeah, it's time to we're into. This is the McLaughlin group now. They're, they're, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, tell me <laughs> there are things uh, happening. So yes, we'll continue to keep an eye on those. But let's not open with those, Johnny. Let's, oh, it's too uh, late. It, you it's wanna, fine. No, I don't want to know. We don't have. We don't even know what's going on. So why would we have opinions? Well, we just yeah. Uh, you know what? I, we we can at least say that, especially our friends in the military. I know some of them have been mustered. Yeah, up redeployed. And, yeah, so. Uh, we'll actually, you know, let them know we're praying for them. And um, did you say mustered up? Mustered that's, up. Isn't that, this is isn't why that, you're not. A, isn't that what it is? We need to remuster these guys. <laughs> what do you? What did you say, General? Muster them. Do it. <laughs> that's, not it that's not how it works at all. Someone, I think General Patton once said that. Isn't it muster them up? I think you. Just, I know you can be up to muster. Yeah, it? but I, I don't, don't know. know. I apologize for. <laughs> Uh, butchering military. You know, we're talking about that, by the way. So I told you at lunch that I had a, a, a sort of a funny thing I was writing because it happens to me all the time. And yeah. he told me it was already somebody else. Already a Brian Regan bit. So I had like this, this uh, you know, brilliant parallel thought or process. You, or it could be what's called, this is a comedy term that I oh discovered gosh. last year, a couple years ago. Implantation? In, in essence, it is. Yeah. It's called cryptomnesia, which means you hear an original thought and then you laugh at it or it goes into your head and then it dies. And then you think of it, but you think that you thought it. You think of it years later, but you think that you thought it. It seems like an original idea, but really it came from the seed of that other idea. Well, the reason I know it's not. What is it called? Cryptomnesia? Cryptomnesia. Cryptum? Cryptum. Cryptum. Dang near killed him. Anyway. <laughs> no, the reason I know it's not that is, is this happens to me all the time. That's but you are a Brian me. Regan fan, so it could have happened. N- 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 no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I was like on the phone last week and it happened. No, but I'm saying this particular bit is a very popular Brian Regan bit. I'm actually not. I am a Brian Regan fan. Yeah. I've never sat and watched the whole Brian Regan special. But this anything. is a clip that you might have passed. I might have sent it to you is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think I so. I think there's a good chance you stole from Brian Regan. <laughs> And I did not. you're going to be hearing from his lawyers. I did not. So the thing was, for the listener, like, every time I'm on the phone with yeah. someone, like the credit card company or the bank or uh-huh. somebody, you know, and they're like, well, can can you read me back uh, your, or can you spell that that confirmation code, you know? And I'm like, oh, man, I don't do military. Right. The the vernacular, what do you call that? Tango, Foxtrot. Yeah, but there's a name for it. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know the name for it. You right. know what I'm saying? That's how far off of it. So I'm always like, uh, it's uh it's like uh, peas and I mean, I, and you think of ridiculous things, you know, yeah. it's like, cause it, I think the one is like, they always say P is in Paul. Yeah. V is in Victor. What well, is it? Alpha. What is W? W is in. I'm always like, you know, mm-hmm. D, I mean, D again, D is in dog. You can do D that. D is in dog. But I just feel dumb every time I talk, especially the in, Southwest people. You feel people. D is in dumb. <laughs> D is in dumb. And then you tell me, I was going to, I was going to like. Right. Expand that and make something yeah, funny. Yeah, Brian Regan it. did it in 1991. I wasn't even born in 1991. But those clips, I'm telling you. That's not true. You you weren't even born. <laughs> you are younger than me, though. I am, significantly. Five years? Yeah, I just turned 41. I think you're the kind of person that people assume is older 
because you have you think you have more wisdom. You think so? Yeah. I was gonna be. I thought you said it was gonna be because of the way I look. So people yeah. assume you're older because you're hideous. My brother. So I go to a Christmas party uh, for my brother's group home that he runs the, and I sang to the, I sang Christmas carols with the guys and they open presents, all the yeah. group home guys, and the staff is all there. And uh, he walks over to, he's eating with me and he goes, my staff is all like, because he has a beard and he has a full beard now. Oh, wow. And it's really gray. Like he's let his gray grow in. And I, I dye my hair sometimes. Like I still color my hair sometimes. And uh, and I've lost a bunch of weight this year. And so he, his, my brother was like, my whole staff's just like, if you're twins, how does your brother look so much younger than you? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know, maybe because I don't color my hair. <laughs> Like he really got defensive and like just had to like rail me. So he basically told the whole. And now I'm saying it on the podcast, but I've told you guys on the podcast before. Sometimes I sometimes I put a little just for men in. That's fine. I'm not I'm not ready to get old yet. It's fine. Sometimes I let it go to like too long though, and then it's like, oh boy, now when I do it, it's going to be drastic. It's going to be obvious. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really drastic. That's your fears. People are like, well, that guy's insecure, and I am insecure in a lot of ways. That's only one of the ways. I don't know. I don't know if putting a little just for men in your hair is really like a, a big sign of It doesn't color all the gray out. There's still right. some gray that it leaves, so it's kind of not drastic. Yeah. Like as if I went to just said, give me brown, and it's just boom, and it's. I mean, it's the like idea a, that you do anything to yourself though. You know, everybody's where, fighting looking where, older. Everybody wants to look their best. Where's the limit? You know, like, oh, should I just not ever buy a shirt that I like because it's right. just it's just a cloth? You know, like, yeah. I mean, you what, know, are you, who, what are you trying to prove? With what that? are you brushing your hair for? What are you brushing your teeth yeah, for? Yeah, that's know? true. What are you We're trimming your fighting, eyebrows? For? But it is a perception thing, and part of it too is the business I'm in. I feel like, for instance, I still do a lot of youth events, so I think if a kid looks up on stage and sees me with, I look like his dad, right? He, there's a disconnect that happens there. No matter how funny I am, it's like, well, he's an old guy. These are dad jokes. Yeah. So I have a little bit of that in the back of my head where I was like, well, if I ever stop doing youth events, I'll probably let... I always tell Curry, I'll get old when I pay off the house. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm going to get old. Yeah. Just let me pay off the house first. Yeah. And I feel like this... Your opportunities are limited sometimes. Like, for instance, if you're in a rock band, that's a young man's game for sure. Mm. Unless you're an established band. Like, if you're Aerosmith, you don't have to worry about it. You can get old. Mm. But if you're just starting out and you're like, we're going to be a rock band, like it's a very young man. So comedy's not necessarily a young man's game, but if you're going to do certain markets, like if I'm going to do youth events, it's important for me not to be a gray-headed dude up there. To me, now maybe it wouldn't matter at all, but I'd feel like it would. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, I get it. And I think it's fine. I, I do think, I think that perception is important. And Yeah. Johnny, we all accept you here on Talk About Thank That. Thank you, John. For, I feel it. Yeah. I feel that level of acceptance. I don't know. It's weird. And again, I'm very vulnerable about it because I say, I mean, I tell on myself. Yeah. I probably I probably have jokes on stage about getting, I mean, I have jokes about getting older, but I don't ever say like, and here's what I do to, so you don't think I'm old. But I've told enough people on enough podcasts that I'd color my yeah, hair people sometimes. Know it now. People know it. it it's it official. It should just be, yeah. It's official. In case you guys didn't know. So, but my brother, he's all, my brother turned prematurely gray. Mm -hmm. Like in his, like he, he was probably in his early thirties when his mm -hmm. hair started getting real salt and pepper. So he basically has like almost white hair. Yeah. Um, and he just never, you know, so yeah, when the beard comes in, it's like a white beard. I never understand how one man's old hair issue is that when in his early 30s, it just falls out and another and one turns is just, gray. Yeah. It's like, you know, I would have been okay with that trade. You'd have been okay with the, taking just, the gray hair and keeping the hair. Although think, I'll be honest with I you. I think you look good. Yeah. This is so much easier. My life is so oh, much yeah, easier. Oh yeah, it would have to be. Oh my goodness. Do you just, you trim it? You see the trimmers? Oh Yeah. I actually, uh, for Christmas, uh, my mother-in-law, uh, for, I saw, actually, so you don't birthday. go get haircuts at all. You do it no. all yourself. 
No, I, and I just got cordless trimmers because I have to run an extension cord all the way in. And I do it. What in the about shower. the ones that have the little vacuum attachment? Have you seen those? They suck well, what all they the used little. To call those the vacuum trim. They had a. <laughs> they had uh, one called the suck. Oh, cut. you're thinking the Floby. They had a Floby and a suck cut. I think no suck cut was what Wayne's World called it. Was it? <laughs> it's sucking my will to live. Like uh, I think I just he had, puts it on Garth. I just had cryptum. You had cryptomnesia. Yeah. Yeah, oh the my suck goodness. Cut. You know, speak in, in all seriousness. I the, when you speak about being old, oh. I'm really doing something. So I have number one. My my grandmother is 87, 88, and, and you're like that's enough. And she oh, no. is like so full of energy and spunk, and always has been. Yeah, like she has more energy than a lot of sixty year olds that I know. Like she just and it's it's really what's um, the secret. When it's you a, ask old people sometimes, they'll be like, I drink a Dr. Pepper every day. Like, Man, that was the <laughs> that thing? Was the whole time. That seems like just another factor. It's not the factor, but. Well, it's motor, I think, is what yeah. it is for her. It's a, here's one thing. A you're, purpose. You're never going to call her old. Like, okay. She, she, she rails against old people. Yeah. Like when she was, I mean, she was like 80. I talked to her and she'd be like, these people walk around acting like they're old and they should be put out the pasture. And so it's like, it, it gets her. She has tried to stay in this motion. I know physical things can happen. Yeah. Actually, she had a little stroke and had, had some uh, after effects and kind of just, they gave her meds and everything and she kind of just refused to accept it and just kind of went back to normal. I mean, Man. it was obviously not as severe as it could have been. Right. But from her, and there's a book I'm writing with a gentleman who's in his late 80s and very similar. He goes to the office every day. Uh, keep your uh, mind, keep your mind engaged in phenomenal. something. Phenomenal. I mean, he's mm-hmm. so, so sharp. He can tell you like, he's like, he, when we're writing his story and his family story, it's not just like, oh, I think it was back in 1962. He'd be like, it was no, a Tuesday. Yeah, he knows the day. It was like June the 7th. And he'll like tell you what time in the morning and what he had to eat. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I realized in my early thirties, I started joking about getting old. Cause we do that. People hit 30. Some people freak out. And all of you listeners who are younger, I don't know if it's still this way in your generation, but people in mine would freak out about 30. I mean, people would have yeah, yeah. like early midlife crises over it. Oh my goodness, it's 30, you know. And and like right. I realized that I would joke like, well, you know, I'm getting older. And then I, I thought, I know, just in the last year or two, I've said to my wife over and over again, we stop joking about being old. We just stop doing it. I want to be like grandma. I, I'm going to just assume i mean because look, it's just a number john it is well and look if god decides that my life needs to be shorter than that that's fine but as long as i'm here i do know this thinking i'm old makes me want to go out and run less yeah it makes me me want to try it's like like a built-in excuse yeah yeah exactly well i'm getting old i'm gonna forget things it's like no just try to remember better or try to try to purposefully you know find ways to help you remember things better yeah i mean or, eat, eat better yeah. and and do do things differently i think i remember we're talking about remembering names <laughs> at lunch yeah, today, yeah. you know trying to really pay attention i mean just it's not the worst yeah it's hard for me too and and, and for you too because you're on stage a lot so people remember your name it's you know you're you introduce yourself yep. to 200 people in a church service mm-hmm. they're going to remember you you set it over the microphone and then they come up to you and you're like oh, oh, man. Man. and yeah. i feel terrible because it matters, it really does. Because when somebody remembers my name, I remember. I, I do. There's a feeling you get, like, like oh, I should. Know I this. matter yeah. to this person. Yeah. yeah, you're like, hey, bro, hey, dude, stud, <laughs> bud. <laughs> you say stud. <laughs> What's up, stud? Vixen. I don't know. You just, you know. Remember when uh, I can't remember where it was when we were in the band and some guy was like, uh, 
What's up, Biggs? Like somebody called me Biggs one time, and then you guys called me Biggs forever. What's up, Biggs? John, Brian, Biggs? (laughs) Well, Biggs has become, I still say Biggs all the time, but it'll be like when I'm driving and I'm kind of, I don't have road rage anymore, (laughs) but I still have kind of like, I still can be, you know, a little... um, Edgy, I no, guess, it's road rage. Sharp tongued, oh, but out of fun, you know, like, all right, they're bigs. Yeah. Like when somebody pulls in front of me, you know, and it just. Uh, I've inherited, you know, you do the, you call them by their name. Oh, Mr. Subaru doesn't need to signal. I call, call them by him. their license plate usually. Oh, really? Oh, oh by, what, what do you do in there, Idaho? Yeah, yeah, I oh, do it all the time. So. so you impugn an entire state. Absolutely. Based on I can see why a, this is happening. It could be a rental car. He's like, this is the one they gave me. <laughs> Leave me alone. When most of the license plates are around here in Tennessee, so I don't do that for them. I don't know what I do for them. Uh, maybe I do the name of the car. I don't yeah. know. What's up, Volvo? I don't do a lot of it anymore. Just again, the main reason was Sadie started doing it at a very young age. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this idiot. Oh, and you realize, like, oh, this what is have a I done? I, I wonder where she heard that. Be careful, that. little eyes, what you see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Isn't it true, though? You have damaged her in yeah. numerous ways. Well, again, Laura always says we just want to. We want her therapy payments to be manageable. Like we're yeah. not saying we don't want her to have it. We just want it to be like not so much that she can't afford it. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I always think I, I used to say that I would say like I have I grew up with a photographic memory, so I know exactly what to tell the therapist. Like the detail <laughs> that I can give the therapist is incredible. <laughs> By the way, for all of you listeners, I think therapy's great. <laughs> I really do, and I think everybody should uh, yeah. should talk to somebody. I think it's awesome. So we're not impugning. Maybe that's what this is for us, John. And there's no doubt that it is. Well, I'm a verbal processor, so. Mm-hmm. It's like some things aren't real for me until I write them down or I say them out loud. Like, yeah. They're real, but I can't work them out just in my head. Uh-huh. They have to be out. Yeah, I think when I started comedy, that's one of the things that I uh, – a benefit that I did not count on. Like I don't really care for comics who'd say like, this is my therapy up here. I'm just gonna, And they don't have real jokes. They're just kind of venting on an audience. You're mm-hmm. like, this should be thought out more before you do this. But I do think that saying something – maybe sometimes it even comes from a place of pain. We talked about that a couple episodes ago like – there are things that I would have, in my childhood, I would have hid for years. And I've hid things for decades. I don't want this to ever get out, an embarrassing thing. And then now those are the things I mine for humor. Yeah. So, But I do think there's something to that. that I've said, Once I say it out loud, it's like I took the power from it away to hurt me anymore. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, there's something to that for sure. Yeah, and I think sometimes I don't know. I forget who said that, but... Almost like I, I'm not real sure what I think about it until I've finished expressing yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know I had these internal thoughts, but and I find that when I when I when speak, you have to defend a position, you're like, oh, I have that position. Yeah, you find out kind of how you really feel about it a little bit, and that's dangerous. You don't want to do that publicly, you know. But that's why speaking mm-hmm. with with friends and smaller groups. But there are often times in a message because we'll do a run through and then we'll do a first service with our volunteers. Yeah, and I'll always ask the volunteers even like, hey. Before we do the bigger service, you know, what did you, you know, and they'll, uh, well, this part impacted me or this part needs a correction. And I'll tell them like, well, neither one of those were in my notes. It happens all the time. Like, oh, right. Like it, it's a little different. Something keeps coming out. It seems like every time, but I don't know it till I say it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I mean, I think too, I think it's interesting you do the run through thing. That's kind of like your open mic. Mm-hmm. You're doing an open mic because it's usually only a few people there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a staff, and we invite we invite other people. Anybody. It is. It's exactly like an open mic because open mics yeah. are mostly other comics. Yeah, we did this morning. So it's like you're you're there trying to you're not really trying to impress anybody. You're trying to say things out loud. But if you do get a big laugh at an open mic, it definitely is like okay, if it's funny here, 
Right. It'll probably work for everybody else. Well, and like last week, I was speaking on Sunday the 29th, and um, we didn't have a run-through because it was the holidays. Everybody was traveling and everything. So that morning after the first service, I went over it with the volunteers who were going down to work in the children's ministries and stuff. But Andrew pulled me aside because he was like, I got I – because got, he and I are very much engaged in each other's on this because we're the main two uh, speakers. And, man, it was so helpful. I felt like my second service – was so much better. I went into a whole like historical thing, and I knew it when I wrote it because it was just interesting to me. And I was studying. I was, I was speaking on the wise men. Yeah. Because you know, you, were you there? I was there. You were there. And you, I meant to t- speak with you afterwards, and I was talking. And John, I'm sorry. you get you get inundated with a lot of people. I was actually way gonna, more important. I was I actually going to see if y'all wanted to go to lunch that day, but I almost I thought that and too. You were, we did. I went. I did go to lunch with some other people, <sighs> and you would have been totally welcome to come along. Well, well we were going to eat something quick, like because we had to. We went to um, it's fine, Firehouse. You have enough lunch with me. It's you fine. We do have lunch a lot. We don't need so. to break bread on Sundays. You, know, you used like, to pay for lunch sometimes, and now I realize we don't do that at all. Well, here's anymore. what happens. When, here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing that, that uh, my buddy Brian told me, and it made sense to me. This was a couple of years Brian's ago. Brian's the reason you stopped paying for my lunch. Because here's what happens. When friends pay for each other's lunch, you forget who its turn it is. It doesn't need to be turns. I just like paying for your lunch. No, I do it too, but I'm saying like, then you, feel, you might feel obligated it's better just to go ahead and get separate checks. Yeah, I don't know. Man. But I should have bought your lunch today because it was your birthday lunch. No. My dad always bought everybody's lunch, you know? Uh-huh. And I just like doing it. But since you saw you now, when he walks up, you're like, uh, separate, separate. Like, before I can get it out. So, you know what? Today he asked and I said separate. <sighs> You've now removed generosity and my blessing. So, and I wanted to come to the airwaves. I think there's... <laughs> I think there's other blood. <laughs> if you want to ever, if you want to buy my lunch, it's totally fine. Like the thing is, obligation. Like it's the same with Christmas presents. Like if you get somebody a Christmas present and they didn't get you a Christmas present, then there's this weirdness that's created by it. You know what Do I mean? Do you want to talk about? It? No, we don't have to talk about it. So I got Johnny a Christmas present. Now sometimes we buy presents for each other, and but, sometimes we don't. Right, sometimes we don't. There's no rule for us. There's no rule. And I don't really. I and don't, I buy you presents throughout the year. Like if I go, oh, John would correct. love this. I, yeah. I don't really care. Like, you know, I don't, did I buy you a book this year for something? I think you did. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. It just doesn't, John, if you and I want something. John got me, if we want something, we go we get it. We just go get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't so need So we're very hard that. to shop for. Yeah. But I got you, I got, I got a couple of my friends, uh, something we talked about on the podcast a lot. The I, red headlamp. I bought you a red headlamp. So this it was is very great for all the spelunking. It's a very small gift. No, no big deal. And so. it didn't have batteries in it. But I thought you had gotten me a present too, even though I'd already bought this for you. Well, it's here's the thing. Known. The present you thought I got you. <laughs> I thought you just sent me cash. Why would I send you cash? I don't know. I Venmoed John $75. <laughs> no, it wasn't Venmo. I, it was uh, uh, Square Cash, cash, cash which app. I didn't even have that app. I had to go. I had it, but I wasn't logged in. I had to go figure out a new you login. You had a name? Okay. Yeah. I got at, it. At any rate. I gave you that because Actually, I haven't got it. I forgot about it. It's still I, in there. It's John. I'll go transfer it right now. Here's the deal. John has I bought five of your books to give to my family members for mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I've got some at home, and you brought them, and you're like, you can just have these. And I go, no, I'm going to get. What do the books cost? And it said fourteen ninety nine on the back of the book, so that's what I gave you. Oh, well, you paid full price. I paid full price. You know, I never... I paid more than full price, really. Why? You owe me five cents. Listen, man, I, I told you just to take those books. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to buy people things from people... I wanted to buy, like, artisanal things from people who made them so I can help... Bl- and get Christmas presents. Well, I appreciate that. I so actually... you should have expected the $75. But when you got it, you thought, Johnny gave me $75 cash for Christmas. <laughs> 
I'm going to get him a $12 headlamp. That, well, see, actually, that's when the exchange rate okay, hurts you. Okay, full disclosure. Okay. Right, the headlamp was already bought. Oh, wow. All right. But have you looked inside? You re-gifted the headlamp. No, no. Looked inside what? The headlamp? No, the bag I put it in. No. There's a gift card in there. I did add that after the fact. Not to match the $75, but to to think, well, now this is not enough for the $75. (laughs) So see, now I'm on the hook to get you something to match what you got me because I bought you books. I'll just take the gift card back. And you keep the headlamp because it was just, that's just a a, a small token. You're going to take the gift card back? You didn't even know you had it. Do you, do you know you have it? I do now. But you didn't even look in the bag. You didn't care about the bag enough to I just look thought, inside. I thought the weight of what was in it mm-hmm. was, what was what it was. I didn't know. To, man, that'll preach. What? I, oh, my sometimes, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes God gives you something and you're like, oh, thank, but you didn't even know. There's another nugget. <laughs> well, it's like that. that A remember, gift remember card Ron, from on high. Remember Ron Soderberg who gave me all those books at my wedding? Oh, no, I no, no. So Ron gave me all these books for my wedding, and of course I don't have time to read. You know, I, mean, I was yeah, going you can't to be out there my reading. Goodness, reading. And like three years later, I'm going uh, pick up one of the books and I drop it or whatever, and a twenty dollar bill falls out. Bro, and I start going through all the books, and he had stuffed money in all the pages. Every book <laughs> had money in it. So if you read it, you found the treasure. If you didn't, you didn't. Now that is something, man. What I did—that's what I need to start doing to people. What I did was like a is treasure once hunt. I knew there was possible the possibility. You of went money, through every book. I just went through every book. And I still didn't read them, but it was a what a kind gesture. To get me, what a great sermon illustration. But they don't always work in real life, Johnny. That's true. You can sometimes the metaphor is stretched thin. Oh my goodness. Are we the money? Are we the book? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andrew read a scripture this morning in his run through that and that was the only thing we probably sometimes we have lively discussion you know, mm-hmm. about it. He was reading he, he it was this great scripture about God says to Israel in like Deuteronomy, Look, you're just a worm and mm-hmm. you need me basically. I will help you through all these things, kind of thing. And I was like is there a significance to using the scripture about the worm? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, because it almost sounds like this worm in the modern connotation, like, I don't know, was he correcting them? And so he's like, well, you know, I really like the way he said, I will help you. The worm is really not as important to me. I was like, the worm would be, the worm is all I heard. Yeah, you know because God called you a worm. Right. That's, that's all I got. It's so funny how people hear different things. It's like, yeah, but then God explicitly said, I will be there to help you. And I wanted that line. I was like, well... He's like, but it's hard to give a lot of context because it's right in the middle of Deuteronomy, yeah, what, like Levitical is, law. Yeah, you know? maybe, what does worm mean? I was like, man, I think At I could find another scripture. Of that. So I gave him other scriptures like, maybe you should use this one where God will help you. And he was like, yeah, but it doesn't say it like this, you know. And so it was these giant. Maybe worm's not lowly to God. God made the worm. I think God was correcting Israel when he said I that. I can do the worm. <laughs> is that? <laughs> I'd like to see that. Worms today. have 10 hearts, right? Don't worms have like multiple hearts? I don't know. I think they have 10 hearts. Do they have a heart at all? That's what I'm saying is maybe that's what he's meaning. Like, I'll give you 10 hearts. Are they? Re- what are they? Reptiles? Oh, man. I don't oh, know. my goodness. Cephalo- are they Are they insects or are they? No, they don't have insects are because you, they're. How do you know? They're not reptiles. Oh, my goodness. There's somebody right now. And this is what oh, I love when, freaking I, out. when I hear from listeners that go, oh, my what gosh. Is a worm? This was the thing. You were uh, the you were the I like eschatologist. Speak, I want to speak about <laughs> now. Someone else is freaking out because I yeah. said eschatologist instead of <sighs> it's entomologist. We know that everybody. Well, I don't. Does entomology fall, would the worms fall under entomology? Well, Probably no. But an entomologist Bugs. would know that they don't. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, I mean, entomologists who do forensic entomology they study worms and things that appear on bodies. And after how worms committed and, crimes against other worms? Because forensic, right? Entomology. Be a heck of a heart transplant if they really do have ten hearts. Oh, oh like, my well, goodness. we got eight, and then he's gone. <laughs> we didn't get 
be tough. CSI Red Dirt. Yeah. I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know. Something uh, with, yeah. Something about pudding. <laughs> Jello. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't know. It was fine. But point, point being. Yeah. We sharpen each other, and, and there are ways that people he, look did at you, different did he keep the, Did he keep the worm in? He, he was, we're going to find out someday. It's non-negotiable. He's he was like, that oh, worm I in. said, look, if you do it, just explain it. Maybe like the worm is helpless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And God's saying, you're helpless, and I'm here to help you. But if that's not the context of that scripture in Deuteronomy, then don't say that. But if, you, if it's too much. He's not going to be able to stop himself from saying, you guys are a bunch of worms. <laughs> and, but God still loves you. <laughs> when I look out here in this crowd, I see a bunch of worms. What I see. Well, who was it? For such a worm and I at the cross, at such a worm as, as I, I at the cross at the cross when mm-hmm. I first saw the light. Such a worm as I. That is a tough yeah. hymn. Maybe he was quite like people that wrong. fight and say like that's the interesting thing too. Like we've talked about that before a little bit probably, but the idea that like oh the songs aren't like they used to be. They were so prosy and literate, and and there was a lot of fifty cent words in them, and now it's just like repeated. But the honest truth is, repeated words are a part of music throughout all culture even pop music like people that say it's all repeated words like your favorite song has repeated words in yeah. it. you know it's a very redundant that's how you and the rhyme schemes that's what locks in the rhyme schemes were were very redundant because back then you could say the mm-hmm. which opened up much more than just yeah, you a lot of things rhyme with the absolutely and so the and me i mean half the songs are about the and me between god the and, and me and, sounds and like writer. a marriage conference <laughs> the and me the and me <laughs> a marriage encounter yeah, so I, no, I agree. Although, I mean, man, there are some, and coming out of the Christmas season, I mean, uh, come thou long expected Jesus, man, mm-hmm. what an unbelievable, like, just work of poetry, you know. I mean, I, th- I do believe the best songs are written, you know, at, at Advent um, or for Advent, but, and I do, I do like old hymns. Laura and I are talking about old hymns and stuff. Because old hymns to us and some of our traditions are not old hymns. Like I've written for some people who are of um, more liturgical. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're more recent than you would have thought. Well, no. A lot of them go way further back. Our hymns we grew up with like in charismatic Pentecostal traditions yeah. are are more like late 1800s and a lot of them all the way through 1930, 1940. Like Fanny Crosby, you know, and people like that. And and they're not songs that – but literally in our, in our culture we call them hymns. And then, but this is not what the friends I have now would call hymns. Yeah. Like hymns for them are going back to yeah. Isaac Watts, you know, like they're right. going way back. Um, it's just a very fascinating hmm. definition of, I think a hymn by its definition is a type of song, how it's written. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's, it's it doesn't have well, to be I mean, old. Yeah, you don't want to categorize it hymn. by uh, four verses, by the amount of verses. And I would, I would consider a song a hymn too if it was like, there's an old feel to a hymn. In the, the wording, the verbiage of it. Well, it, it, I know when I did some work with uh, Keith Getty, who wrote In Christ Alone, you know, I learned a lot because he teaches on this. Mm-hmm. And basically, hymns were for church always throughout church history. That's why the hymnal was always right there next to the Bible. Um, it was, oh, goodness. It was Martin Luther that said, people... People hear what you preach, but they take home what you sing, hmm. is what he would say. So that's why Martin Luther was also a prolific hymnist, hymn writer, um, and hymnal, hymnalist. <laughs> but but hymnist. I, but that was that was the it's like one. a gymnast, but way less athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he nailed the landing on that. Hymnist. He's a hymnist. Oh my goodness! Sorry, people. Um, but that, but the whole idea was is 
singing together. Yeah. And so it was all about the, my point is a hymn teaches theology in general. It right. teaches theology. The whole idea was, is that whatever we just taught you, we're going to sing now and you'll be singing it tomorrow because the, the tune and the melody and all those things will remind you. So all the time you're singing these songs, you're reminding your, yourself and others of good theology. And so that was how people, and, and I think that there's a truth to the fact that the average Christian was well, much more well-grounded in solid sound theology um, in fact, there was one hymn that he talked about written by, um, I think an, an Irish preschool teacher or whatever at a, she was a pastor's wife, but was teaching little kids in the church and the hymns that she was, she was writing for them are now way too theologically deep for our adults to understand. Yeah. And they were for little kids, you know, back then. So the hymns were a way to deepen, even if you didn't understand everything you were singing, it gave you this solid foundation for, for what it was. So yeah. Anyway, wow, that was a good. That was good. Good walk down historical lane, as they say. Nobody's. No one's that. ever said that. No, so. we're the first ones. So, are you you're traveling to Indiana tomorrow? Is this Wabash? Correct? Wabash. Do you remember the Wabash Cannonball at Opryland? I remember the Wabash Cannonball. That's a song, right? No, there Isn't was a, a roller coaster. No, but I'm saying the Wabash Cannonball is a. Well, yes, it's a waltz. But right? did you ever ride? Did you ever ride the Wabash Cannonball at Opryland? No, Land? I never went to Opryland. I forget this. You were I a Dollywood. No- yeah, I grew up in Knoxville. But y'all so. never made trips to Nashville. Not, not to go to amusement parks. Can I say something to the Nashville listeners uh-huh. and maybe to someone who's in power? Bring back Opryland USA. Like, guys, I think was, they've decided on a mall I know they that did. makes billions of dollars. Johnny, so it does. But I'll guarantee you this. It would make a lot of money. Look, yeah. I'll put in I 20 bucks. I think it was bucks. making money when they closed it, wasn't I'll, it? I'll help invest. How much you got? Are you going to let all the animals out of the petting zoo again? Listen, if they bring it back. That was a tragic accident. Yeah, and it was to re- let you in the park, <laughs> running amok. One time, I did let the. It wasn't really me. It was my. It was this. It was an older friend from church who mm-hmm. was into some hijinks, and I was trying to come out of the petting zoo. Do you want zoo. to say who it was? And uh, well, his name was Paul. Oddly enough, and, yeah. Okay. And so Paul was holding the door. I was trying. I was like, "Let me out, man!" No, no, no! And he held the door open. And was kind of keeping me inside the petting zoo, and the door was open. And those, I'm telling you, man, I forget what they were, mm. deer or something. Alpaca. But man, they they saw freedom, llamas, and just went for it. I'll never forget that lady going ah, like some lady screamed because she's being charged by a wild deer or something. <laughs> so it was in a petting zoo. How wild could it be? I don't know. That's true. I don't know if they ever caught them or not, Johnny. Because here's you the really deal. don't know what happened. Once the deer took off, we took off. You know, I was out of there. That was a good way to lose your season pass forever. Oh, man. My dad would drop us off at Opryland after church because we had Sunday night church. And we would just go. We'd probably grab a burger or sandwich or something, drop us off, and then boom, we would stay all day. He'd pick us up at like 5, 5.30, and we'd be back to church that night. Opryland, USA. That was my childhood, man. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, I was a Silver Dollar City, and then it became Dollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Don't so they that still was have a, a silver dollar city somewhere? Um, Branson, Missouri wow. area, Missouri area. Yeah. They were a chain. I didn't know at the time. You know, you're, it's interesting when you grow up, you think things are everywhere. Yeah. And then they're just local. And then some things you, you're amazed and you're like, there's other. Yeah. Like when I grew up in Knoxville, I thought Buddy's Barbecue was everywhere. It's only in Knoxville. It's though. only in Knoxville. Yeah. Cause yeah. there was like five of them and I was like, oh, let's get buddies. And I would be in, you know wherever arkansas they'd be like wabash yeah i've been wabash (laughs) yeah i'm going to wabash uh six hours Mm. plus you lose an hour Mm. and the titans play tomorrow night so i'm gonna miss part of the game because i have a gig oh yeah bummer and it's a playoff game 
I know, man. And I cannot believe we're playing the Patriots. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel like this is our best chance to really disappoint the most amount of people (laughs) because we have a better team than the Patriots this year. Yeah. It's the first time in 10 years. But it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brady's, Brady's not had a great year. No. Well, they just got got a very average, had a very average year. And uh, yeah, they could be with the Dolphins. Dolphins. I think we could beat them. But it's it's Belichick. It's the playoffs. It's that when you go play there in the playoffs, it's worth another seven points. Yeah, just being there. And you never know which version of the Titans are going to show up. It's going to be cold. It's yeah. just a whole thing. I will say Tannehill. I mean, he had the number one passer rating in the league. This and year. Um, um, percentage um, or whatever. And no, I hair. I don't know. <laughs> Best hair. Derrick Henry. Sorry, oh, yeah. I've lost my name for Led a the league in Russia. Yeah, I mean he broke the rushing title or earned. R- John, we'll edit this out. Guys, I want to be a I want to be a sports <laughs> you commentator. Talk good. Speaking of sports, by the way, and we won't go far down no, this hole, but it's to. worthwhile to say that the balls pulled off, and uh, I don't even know how to it was describe a frustrating it. Frustrating game to watch. We were talking about it. How when they finally pulled it off, we weren't even like elated. We were just like, well. Why don't you just play this way the whole game? Yeah, it's very You're like mad still. Yeah, I, it, it made me so mad throughout the game. Yeah, I'm, I, I feel I feel bad. I was I'm really glad we won, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a like oh my gosh the greatest win of all time. It was really it was like a pretty a, great comeback. Though. It was, and I'm so supportive. we scored 14 unanswered in the last five minutes of the game. And we scored it. To win it. We actually scored all that. Okay, it was 4-30. And they missed a field goal as well it was that would have taken the lead. At 4-30, we were down by 13. Yeah. That's when we scored the first time. And then we scored a whole other one. That onside kick, I will say, is the best executed onside that kick took guts. I've maybe ever seen. In fact, he could have kept running. Mm-hmm. He could have not even fallen on the ball. Eric Gray, man, that ball. But that kicker, I mean, you could not have done it any, any better. He was the MVP, him and Eric Gray. Yeah. I think that... And they asked Coach uh, Pruitt, and he said they practice that multiple times every day. So that always makes you feel better when they're like, you know. Because onside kick, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but a football is oblong. Right. You never know what it's going to do. It, it bounces different directions. So he did a good job. Yeah. It was good. But, no, I'm really happy they won. I would not have believed after losing the first two that we would have gone eight and five. We are going to be the greatest <laughs> team that's ever been assembled next year we can at least say this because we'll find out if he's listening or not but next year we play oklahoma oh yeah in oklahoma and so uh that'll be a game for me you road and, trip and dane oh, i don't, don't want to go. go to oklahoma it's <sighs> norman you know what? it's so beautiful guys there. no offense to my oklahoma listeners but so I, lovely I, I don't, norman i don't want to drive through that area to go to a game i just don't well fly right in john well, you're making that book money now am i <laughs> You're buying headlamps for people. That headlamp and, took up a lot of the book money. Sheesh. But anyway, that'll be a good that'll be a good game with Dane and friends. You know what I'm saying? For us to Dane uh, and the bunch. Dane and friends, because Dane's from Oklahoma. In case you don't know, so he roots for the Sooners and the Vols. And the Vols, and he will root for the Sooners though when we play each other. Oh sure, yeah. Which I don't think is right. I kind of no? I don't really understand why Dane thinks it's okay. Well, what makes you pick the, the the I guess the state of your birth over the state? Well, of it's just who he grew up. The majority for of your life. It's locked in when you're a kid and you're rooting for somebody. It's locked in more. Riddle me this: Was he born in Knoxville? Oh my goodness, Dane! You have some explaining to do. You do. If you were born in Knoxville and you're still rooting for the Sooners, that's oh my just gosh. straight up. Yeah, that's not right. It's time. It's time to make mm-hmm. the change. You're at an age in life you can make the change, and there's a good chance you weren't born in Knoxville, so all this will be null and void, but I'm going to go ahead and say you should change over. Change anyway. Yeah. Why not? 
Yeah. We're the only orange team. That's the best. We're the only orange well, team? Well, like that's our base color. Clemson. What? Oh, well, that's a different orange, though. That doesn't count. Clemson's We're the real orange. actually very close to Is it really? Orange. Yeah. Never mind. They're pretty good. <laughs> There's you no other orange team out there that's of well, any Well, I was count. just thinking of like, well, the SEC. Who's the SEC? Florida's, it's a, it's a secondary color. Auburn. Auburn's secondary color. Because there's just like that navy blue. Um, I don't know. I'm going through. We're boring everybody now. No, it's fine. This is fascinating. But you're right. Clemson is a close. Texas is definitely not ours. It's a burnt Texas, orange. The burnt like orange a, is. It really is. like the but, word, it's the but it's a kind of orange that looks better if you wear it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you wear our orange, it's a very soft orange that's very yeah. like, boom, orange. A burnt orange looks, you can get away with it. Like, if I had a burnt orange blazer, right. you could wear it and look normal. No, I you agree. You can't wear, you can't, like, if you see the old coaches that wear the orange pants, uh-huh. they look like a clown show. Yeah. It's a very Yeah, no, and looking. I don't, I usually, when I go to a game, or like, it's almost, I have gray things with orange logos on yeah. it, or I'll wear white, you know. But yeah. You do see, there's a lot of, especially Knoxville guys. Who Our fans. The big, the big oh, orange, man. like, pullover, you know. Or the coveralls that are checkerboard. You yes. see those a lot, the overalls? Yes. There was a couple of those. Like, our fans don't film well. When Not they last cut, night either. When they cut to the crowd, it is a mass of humanity. And I was born in Knoxville, and I want to be proud of it. I swear I do. You know what's funny? We are a mess You sometimes. just said that, by the way, and I thought that you had already told me that, but it was my wife that said those exact words last night while we were watching. She said, our fans don't film well. (laughs) And the deal was, what I said is, you got to remember this is a bowl game. So the only fans are down there are the older ones who can afford to go. Yeah. This is not like student section shots. You know what I'm saying? They took, they, they, Packed a bag. Did you? <laughs> and packed some of these outfits. And the the white, the, the, the amount of Aquanet <laughs> in some of these hairdos. Did you see the Santa Claus? Oh, of course. With the koozie that was an he elf. He had a beer can. Elf feet. He had a beer can koozie. It was a bottle. With feet or bottle. It was a bottle. It was one of those metal bottles. Yeah. So, yeah. It was in like half of a doll. And basically it had a doll legs coming out the bottom as if like he was basically wearing one of those baby, wearing it around his neck. A baby harness. Uh-huh. Like this is my baby. It's this beer. And then it had he, would, he would pick it up and take a sip and let it hang yeah. after a while. Yeah. It was like, and he it was in a full orange and white. And the announcer commented on it. He said, I got to get me one of those. <laughs> he did. He loved it. Orange and white Santa, by the way, mm-hmm. on January the 2nd. Yeah. In Jacksonville, Florida nursing a beer koozie baby that's how you get on te- that's how you get on television john <laughs> and we wonder where all the stereotypes about tennessee comes yeah. from guys we could do better than this we can be better and we will be like wear a gray something with an orange tea on it be proud of the orange like if you go into your gift sometimes you'll go into your like your your gif uh function on your and you'll just type in vols and the ones that are just fans reactions <laughs> they're never good there's never, never. one that's like that's because gifts came along in the 2010s. Johnny. Yeah, we're, we're not. And that very... decade is not. It's a lot been... of people with their face in their hands. Yes, <laughs> that decade has not been kind yeah. uh, to the balls. But all the the next decade will be better. I will just say this: I want to see painted faces and craziness in the student section. Yeah, I do. But I'm 41, and again, I'm not old. See previous conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very young and active. But when I go to a game, like I'm probably not going to paint my head. I'm just probably not going to do it. If it's not because I wouldn't want to. God, you got that? It's so clean up there and now. I, you could make a. But I want to go out to a nice dinner afterwards, and I want it it, to. It washes off, itching John. and stuff. You know what I'm no. saying? Like I, I want to. I don't this know. Why you'll never be a pro wrestler I'll either? Never be. I tried. 
I can't do it. <laughs> Dane put into the, ta- the the staff text thread last night. Yeah. It was brilliant. It said, and if you're not a Tennessee fan, you don't understand that when we sing Rocky Top mm-hmm. live, they say, good old Rocky Top. Woo! And there's always a big woo. Yeah. And Dane put in there in all caps when we won, good old Rocky Top. And then he put a picture of Ric Flair. Uh, going woo. Going uh-huh. woo. Like, and it was perfect. It was like, wow, he aligned to that. Dane, I, I once again mention you. I call you out for the Oklahoma thing, uh-huh. but I also applaud your efforts at memes. I thought that, that was very good. <sighs> John, it was mm. great. It was a great victory, and we'll take it. And we got momentum going to the next season. I don't know, Johnny. You don't think that? I think that over? a whole lot. You don't think them. recruits watch that and go, "That's a winning program." Well, but the early signing period, the recruiting there is there are more recruits that can come our way. We lost a five star. Well, we didn't lose it. We were in the running for a five star who chose Georgia yesterday. What do you want to do that for? You're not going to get. Go to you're not going to get playing time there. We got. We got. We're wide open. Well, for you. what's crazy come on is, in. is our graduate transfer Eli Wolf, who went from Tennessee to Georgia, who didn't do much here. Like he's been a major. Eli player for Wolf them. sounds like a football player. No, we should have used him more. It's like when I remember when the best Texas quarterback name ever was Colt McCoy. Yes, when you're a Colt McCoy. You're like that guy plays football. He does, yeah. or he's like a, a Texas Ranger, right? Like he's a like he's a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. Look out for that guy, Colt McCoy. I like Texas. I could see I could see us living in Texas, Johnny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. A few families, uh, friends moved down to Texas is a great place. Where would you live Part, in Texas? Parts of Texas. I like Texas, man. There's a lot of remote areas of Texas. I don't though. want to live in a remote area. Well, there's a lot of those. Well, it's yeah. the biggest state. Actually, I wouldn't mind living. land mass, isn't perhaps, it? Perhaps. Oh. Maybe California? What's the biggest state? It's got to be Texas, right? Oh, man. Oh. Well, Alaska, obviously, but you're speaking yeah. continental. Yeah. 48. Yeah. Mm. Is Texas bigger than California? Again, somebody's flipping out. Well, right we now. could Google it, but I don't want to start. We don't have a producer right. that We're could Google We're using our brains. Us. Yeah. This is what this is. I'm going to confidently say, yes, it's the biggest. One of the reasons that I can remember more names is, is I don't Google everything anymore. You mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. at any at any rate, <laughs> if you were going to move to Texas, where would it be? Probably Dallas. You see, I like Dallas. A traffic lot, is a problem, but the traffic is is. is but a that's where I have the most friends. I already have a lot of yeah, people that I know in Dallas, in Dallas that I, I would already have like an infrastructure of people. Yeah, I could replace you. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, you could you could replace me very easily. I could in immediately start up a podcast yes. with and, somebody else. because they're from Texas. They'd be way more interesting. I just think people from Texas are interesting. I, 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 there's a there's a confidence to being yes. from Texas that bothers me a little bit. I like it. Do you? I like it because they get stuff done. You know what I'm saying? I don't think everybody from Texas gets stuff done, John. And you know, listener, you might not be from Texas or Tennessee. It really doesn't matter. But we're so glad that you listened today and you Johnny were a part Segway. of our conversation. <laughs> we ask you to share it and to uh, go back and listen to old episodes. It's a great time of the year here as you're doing oh, all of your resolutions. Yeah, you don't want to miss out. Mm-mm. Lots of things to enrich your life. If something did enrich your life, maybe share it with somebody that you know and tell them to listen to, to the whole thing and subscribe as well. But uh, follow Johnny on socials. Follow me. We'll look forward to talking to you next time on Talk About That. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.